two hosts. Tell me the most interesting thing on your mind right now. Sorry, I, 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 I was working on something. What was that? Two guests. You know, you guys really suck. Why is the floor wet? To one inept producer. Wikipedia! Wikipedia! Four intriguing topics. They talk. You listen. Disappointment follows. Welcome to That Was Disappointing. Remember to tip your veal and try the waitress. I guess I am leaving it off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Called your bluff and I lost. <laughs> Welcome to That Was Disappointing. Behind the curtains, this is the first show we are recording in 2021. 2020 is over, guys. How do you feel about that? Yeah, Good riddance, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, I might have COVID. Oh, yes, that's the brand new news. Joe, you'll find out in another week if Joe does or not. <laughs> yep, and then we'll make fun of him for feeling have like he's gonna die. And we'll have the yeah, memorial been... episode in about four weeks. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll have the memorial episode. It's been a good run. Yeah, yeah. has well, it, Joe? Has it? You had to make one promise. You had to make me one promise that if I do die for the show that you do in my honor, I would really like you guys and gals to all do another power hour. In I'm my doing memory. a century club for you, bro. Right, we'll do a century club for you, Joe. That's right. That's right. And uh, I, I would actually take the time to comb over previous episodes to find all those nuggets you drop by accident because I've only tried and gotten twice and that's it. So just for you, Joe. But if you live, you're not going to get that. Yay. Yep. Um, boo. So we got two returning guests today, Al and Chris. How are you guys oh, doing? It's good to be back. I, I, I guess I'll disclose that I, too, have uh, battled and slayed uh, the beast called COVID. So, but yes, I, I'm still alive. So that's, that's good. And I'm back to drinking. It'd be great if Mark started playing crickets then. <laughs> 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 Chris, how are you doing with the COVID? I'm, I'm doing great. Um, knock on wood, I have been COVID free thus far. <laughs> Not STD free, right? <laughs> so I said COVID free. <laughs> the other test came back positive, but we won't talk about that on this. Podcast. Can come this and go, but herpes stays forever, guys. Um, That's right. So yeah, everything is good. Uh, thank you guys th for uh, asking me to be back on the first show of 2021. The dumpster fire of 2020 is over. <laughs> for now. So, you know, we move on and we have, you know, better better shows and, and more uh, more listenership here. At, that was disappointing. Wow, that was really difficult for you to say with a straight face. You broke it, <laughs> you broke at the end there, but I appreciate the sentiment. But uh no, wow. I, the, 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 listen, these things are so much fun. I think it's great that you know, you guys are especially, you know, Joe, Art, Dave, you guys are keeping it going. That's it's it's good. Keep it going. Well, I think people like it. I enjoy doing it, so it's great. A lot of fun. I like you. <laughs> hey guys, what are you drinking? Let's start with art. Ah, well, I thought you'd never ask. So tonight I am drinking uh, Bogle Vineyard Cabernet Sauvignon. I will be drinking the entire bottle. 
and to get the night started right, I'll also take his annex. Wow. Sexy. <laughs> oh, that's going to be fun in about 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm a fan of the, of the Bogle, though, I have to admit. Nice choice. <laughs> I will tell you that this Cabernet has a um, very night, nice night floral note to it. So, night, night, yeah, to the, you gotta love Zanies, right? Zanex working all night. I can't pronounce it. What'd you say? Sommelier. Sommelier. There we go. <laughs> Hold on, Joe. Can I isolate that audio real quick? <laughs> Can you say that one more time? Sommelier. <laughs> There it is. Sommelier. Mm. There we go. It's like a reverse salami. I like it. I, All right, Joe, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Strongbow this evening. Ooh, nice. Strongbow. Mm. That was brought to me by my British cousins. Nice. Oh, Strongbow. El Soto, what you got? Well, last time I was a sober pussy, but tonight I'm drinking Bullet Bourbon on the Rocks. Nice. Cool. Nice. Now you're a whiskey pussy. Good job. That's right. Chris, what's with Hold the vulgar language? Uh, I am indulging a little bit in the Balvini Doublewood single malt scotch whiskey. I know it's not coming in. 12 year. Very, very okay, nice. It's a podcast. Uh-huh. That's okay. It's a podcast. Yeah, but it's a podcast. So sounds <laughs> sounds gotta, nice, Chris. Yeah, it's 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 very good. Um and hopefully it'll ease the pain of doing the rest of this show with you guys. <laughs> Thank God. I will ever ease that pain. I went to Aldi and picked up the cheapest Blondale that I could. It's a Rider 8. Pretty um, damn good. This is really that's good. That's why it sounds familiar, because Aldi always has the exact same beer selection, no matter what side of the country you're on. Yep. And it's it's always pretty good, actually. It's surprisingly good. If you get their German shit, it's really good, yeah. too. Aldi has like beer? cheap. Huh? Aldi has beer? Sure in does. good states. Well, not yes. in Maryland, in, Well, in good states, yeah, not in... <laughs> now, if not you in the simple farmland. Art, does your Aldi have liquor? I don't... No, I don't know. Actually, I don't remember. I remember looking at beer. I don't remember. I know they had wine. I don't remember if they had liquor or not. If they did, because it might have been in the corner. I asked yeah. because their whiskey cool. is rated one of the top whiskeys in the world. <laughs> oh shit! And it's only like twenty five bucks. <laughs> like you know the name? I do not. I'll look that up for it's later. It's like talking to one of my parents. They say, <laughs> "Have you seen this movie? It's really good. It has so much fun, heart, and passion and action." Great. What's it called? I don't remember. <laughs> Who's in it? I don't know. <laughs> God damn it, Dave. <laughs> yeah, look that up, Dave. Joe, why do we even let him talk anymore? I don't know. Oh, it's seventeen dollars. He insisted wow. on on leading uh, off the show this evening. That's true. He did. He did. It is called Glenn Marnock. Of course, they're going to use something like Glenn to give it that authentic sound, and then just going to make up some Scottish word. Stowed two gold medals, so seventeen dollars. There wow. you go. You know, Pabst has one blue ribbon. So, all right, Chris, start us off. All right, guys. So, Woo. thank you, thank you for that. Keeping things lighthearted since we just uh, had a heavy conversation about everyone having COVID. Um, I know we've been cooking at home a lot. We were unable to go out to restaurants and things like that. And one of the things came to my mind was, what is the worst home-cooked meal 
or dish that you've ever had, either made by you or somebody else, but a dish that was so horrific that it's etched in your mind forever. Even if it was 20 years ago, you still remember how bad this dish was that a friend, a family member, or yourself actually made. <laughs> Dave just called it out in the chat. Let's find out if that's where Chris is going, because if it is, he's going to take my answer. Go on, Chris. Okay. So I have I have two. One is um one one is just uh, uh you know I have a uh, I have a goddaughter up here. A good friend of mine, Jay, made me the godfather to his daughter, and I recently went over uh, before COVID, so it wasn't that recent uh, to their house, their in laws' house to have some you know barbecue. And apparently yeah. his father-in-law has had some sort of issue with his taste and he has no taste at all. And of course he's the one marinating barbecue ribs and cooking them on the grill. <laughs> so they basically <laughs> tasted like they were marinated with ketchup and they were completely dry and overdone. Oh. And you have to be nice and be like, wow, thank you. These are so good. <laughs> it was, it's like, mm, so bad. tangy. <laughs> so, so that that was that was terrible. That stood out in my mind. And another thing that stood out in my mind was I did live in Ocean City with a couple of these guys in the podcast and all the cooking was bad. But one of the one things that really stood out to me was actually a dish that uh, Art had made for the house pasta salad. Sandwich. And the pasta salad basically consisted of the the cheapest you know macaroni pasta you could get along with some pepperoni and a little bit of balsamic balsamic vinaigrette and uh it was just so acidic and and just horrendously bad that when you took one bite of it it really wanted to make you vomit and it was etched in my head 20 years ago from now and it's really really bad so i, I take exception to the, i think this is bullshit i think that it was uh, it was a fine dish it got me through the week. Um, it's not my fault that you were so shallow of, of a connoisseur that you couldn't accept the brilliance that was before you. I mean, I'm sorry that I cooked for you, Chris. I'm really sorry. I remember you, you left it. You left it in the refrigerator for a couple of days because you thought it would get better, and it it's it, it not. <laughs> it soaks in. <laughs> Okay. It was just cold. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to hunt for a spe very special sound effect. So somebody else answer while I'm looking for that as an answer to you. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 Dave, Dave had a good point in the chat, but I didn't bring that one up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, God. go ahead, Joe. Well, I've only started cooking, uh, you know, within the past couple of years and I've had some doozies already, although I'd like to think I've, I've greatly improved during the same time. But, um, I did have a meal just recently where I learned that I don't, that I can't cook rice for shit <laughs> <laughs> where it, it was, <laughs> um, well, it, it was a Blue Apron meal, and it was uh, for for those of you who who might Dude, you not just know, heat that up. How hard is it to fuck that up? No, it, it they sent me a bag of rice. Oh and no, Blue Apron's the one where you cook it. They just give you the correct, the correct. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And the instructions didn't make sense with the rice. It was like basically placing the rice in like a pot with just a little bit of water, and it, it and it, it and it just got you know everything got got burned and stuck to the bottom and you what know the hell I, they gave you the wrong info yeah yeah. Mm. yeah yeah they they gave me the wrong info wow 
And it was, um, or at least that's what I'm saying. Or <laughs> that's you that's your story, and you're sticking to it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> so there's no such thing as you may maybe misread no. two cups of water for two tablespoons of water up. or something. I don't fuck things up. There's a difference between boil and simmer. <laughs> um, I I do remember one time back in college when I burned the shit out of my hand heating up like a chicken patty and you know that was uh just because just because that was like i said i have only recently learned how to cook and and it was and when and when you hear about the the adventures i used to have it makes a lot of sense i think i was only supposed to put it in there for 50 seconds and it was actually in there for five minutes or something like that and like i i actually you know i burned the hell out of my hand i I broke the plate. Plus, it was hard as a rock, so I couldn't actually eat it. So I, I don't know if that applies here because it was actually because you could because you couldn't actually eat the dish, and at the same time, too, it was also a chicken patty. But that was. Hey, what happened? Twenty years That's exactly that was actual footage audio of Joe cooking uh, back in college. Yeah, I love cooking chicken patty. <laughs> wow. But 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 I'm a much better chef nowadays. You know what about you, Al? The microwave really come into its own, and Joe is a fucking master. It certainly, yeah, has. it's interesting that the pandemic has actually made most of us better cooks in general. I, I, I yeah, come quite to uh, the Filipino Gordon Ramsay uh, in the past eight months. You've been making some balloon. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> but honestly, just like you, Artie, I got to go back to my youth, uh, Ocean City, just like you, with a bunch of friends. Um, and this sticks in my mind because thinking about it literally makes me throw up. Um, so, we, we, you know, it's a bunch of us um, in a shared uh, beach condo. And someone, um, you know, volunteers to make us all lunch. And it's Hamburger Helper. Um Apparently the motherfucker had no idea how to cook. He made the hamburger helper, didn't brown the meat first, put it all together. Serve this all raw fucking hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> no, he gave you he gave you tartar helpers. What he gave you. <laughs> but I said something's wrong. Something's not right, dude. You gotta brown the beef first. <laughs> the ingredients. Dude, all you needed was some capers and perhaps a cracked egg over it, and you would have been fine. Would have been, but yeah, no, that's yeah. It's to go back to the youth. Um, yeah. And um, one really quick one because this is probably the second worst was someone that you 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 figure people from Maryland know how to make a Maryland crab, at least know the ingredients that it's a cream cheese, sour cream, crab, bunch of spices. Yeah, this person decided to make a crab dip. Using crab, cheddar cheese, and American cheese. Oh! So putting in the cracker, dipping my cracker into this uh, crab cheese shit, um, and you see all the grease just just pouring down the side of my fingers in the cracker. Uh, you knew that something was really off. So that would probably be the second uh, worst meal that I was sure. That. Sounds like the kind of person who would make their spaghetti with ketchup. Wow. Which is actually not very far off from what I will be saying 
Chris was there for when I had this, which I would constitute as the worst meal I've ever had. Uh, In College Park, there was a little diner up on Route 1. Can't remember what it's called. Barnside. Barnside Diner. That's it. Good job, Chris. See, Chris is so much better with remembering things. Kids don't do drugs. Um, and, And we went to Barnside, as we oft did, because Chris was smart, always ordered breakfast food. Pretty hard to fuck that up. And me, little thing about me is my test for diners is how is their spaghetti meat sauce? Because every diner has it, and that's my barometer of how good of a diner it is. So I order it, and I'm pretty fucking sure they got some noodles that were made days ago that they just gave, put some water on it, heated up in the microwave. They covered it with a mix of ketchup and tomato paste. And then they put a broken up hamburger patty on it. I'm not saying ground beef. I'm saying a hamburger patty that was finger pulled apart because I could see the round edges. If it was a puzzle, I could have put it back together, you know, starting with the edges. And Chris saw this thing land in front of me and he just started laughing. And he's just like, you're not going to eat that, are you? I hope you're really happy with your choice. You really happy going with your spaghetti and meat sauce? How's it going for you? Yeah, I ate it. And it was awful. It was so fucking bad. It was so, so terrible. Um, Wait, but that's not a home-cooked meal. It isn't. So I will give you another one. That's a a horrible meal. I remember that. It was a horrible meal. So I'll give you another one. I didn't make this one, but it was early on in my relationship with my wife when we were actually dating. She had this recipe for a steak. And part of the ingredients of rubbing the steak involves cinnamon. While she misread the doses, or the not the doses, Jesus Christ, the measurements. And I think it might have been like a teaspoon of cinnamon. Well, she put in like a tablespoon. Oh. When we got it, it was so cinnamon forward. We both were like, this is inedible. But ever <laughs> since then, we've joked and called it. Remember that time you made dessert steak? Because it was literally <laughs> uh, cinnamon yeah. steak. It was well, so it was- gnarly. <laughs> Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Made, how does it taste? Huh? Properly made, how does it taste? The cinnamon to the I mean, like the cinnamon, it's just like when you do any sort of dry rub on a steak, when you usually put something that's got a very sharp flavor to it, like cinnamon, use coffee grounds. Coffee. You're supposed to use a little bit of it just to give it like a little bit of depth and pop and change. Like, I don't remember the other, this is years ago at this point. This is like six, seven years ago. Um, but I do remember dessert steak. Not so. Wait good. a minute. Wasn't there something you made once? And I can't remember if you told me this story or Ashley told me the story. But basically, something went wrong, and you both spent the entire night in like the bathroom or something like that. I don't remember. I don't know if we. I don't know if it's podcast. something we made, but it might have been something we ate. <laughs> hey, again, kids, don't do drugs and don't take Xanax while you're drinking wine. Uh, you'll have better memory for things. Uh, and I found that audio clip I want to play for you, Chris, uh, regarding my, um, my, uh, pasta salad. Uh, pasta salad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing is a couple years later, I think I came out to LA and you had the same pasta salad in your refrigerator. <laughs> like, All right, Dave score so we can move on. <laughs> All right, I was going to give Chris the points because he made fun of Art's cooking, but for the sanctity of Maryland and crab dip, I have to give Al the points. 13 unlucky points for that. I'm going to agree with that. Respect. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so it's up to me now, and I have a question, um, a comic book question, so I'm sure that Chris, that 
Chris will be really well equipped to, to answer this question. Yeah. He looks like a real uh, oh yeah, I'm a big Dondo comic of comic book. books. <laughs> well, it was the first Comic Con not too long ago, right? I, I did go to Comic Con, oh, so I know a little bit. <laughs> There's something that's always bothered the hell out of me, and this is where the question gets weird because I know when I ask the question, I have to answer it first, and I'm not exactly sure how to answer it. So that's why this is one of the topics that I would really like to talk with you guys about this evening the x-men so the whole thing with the x-men and i realized it came out in the early 60s and it was kind of a parallel to the civil rights um to you know to to the whole equality you know like the civil rights issue yeah and here's the thing the the mutants are are born with these powers and a lot of people fear and hate them, you know, incorrectly, horribly, obviously. My question is, why does the public in these comics have an issue with the X-Men when it's perfectly acceptable for there to be heroes like Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man, Fantastic Four, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These people who also have powers. Yes, they might not have been born with them, but some were, some just had powers. What makes them different? And that's something that really bothers the hell out of me. And uh, it's oh. it's the the only thing I can think is the issue is that they were actually born with them, you know, which once again goes goes back to the to the uh, like the Civil Rights Act. Um, but at the same time, too, I, I feel like there's that this is a topic worth exploring. I it's like I said, it really bugs the heck out of me that there's really no clear-cut answer i think it's laziness on the part of the writers but i would love to hear what you guys have to say as well let's actually start with al just because i know al's a big fan of comics yeah, what do you absolutely. think absolutely i actually think watching the new mutants movies actually just came out um 2020 one of the few uh marvel related movies come out in the year 2020 um showed how the mutants uh the new mutants which were these new young mutants with powers uh, did not have know how to control these powers, and they got um, fairly in their youth. And I think maybe that's where the discrimination lies: is the fact that they can't control said powers. Whereas someone like a Spider-Man, um, a Hulk had had, had their powers uh, when they on set, they were in their in their adulthood. Um, so they had you know some monicum control of their powers. Um, but Hulk can't control his powers either, or at least at one time he couldn't. Look at the Hulk hawking out, but he got better over time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just the unpredictability of, of the mutants' powers versus the ones that have obtained the powers in other ways. I think that's probably where it is because it could be, become very dangerous to other people, and some of the other superheroes that develop their powers in other ways. Um, have a little bit more control of it. And that's where the discrimination is when it, when it's potential harm for other people. I think that's what it is. So I think this is a bit of a rabbit hole in the sense that I'm going to say that knowing what I, I didn't realize, but it makes sense when you told me the history of the X-Men, 
Um, I think part of it will be, like you said, maybe some laziness on the writers that maybe they set this out. But the thing is about most writers in the comic universe, especially we're going to talk about Marvel, which has significantly more comics and heroes and creatures. That means they each have writers. I mean, there's some writers that do like a block of characters, but there's so many that I don't think that they ran it like a, you know, a think tank where they were in coordination with each other and keeping, you know, not like Marvel today where they're keeping a giant storyboard up somewhere or like an arc, you know, like they just wrote shit just to write it because they had to get the shit out. That being said, I think the difference between why X-Men were looked down on while other superheroes were not is like you were saying, they were born with it. The others were made that way. But I think that's it, it, it kind of goes back and echoes the civil rights movement you were talking about, which is the difference between people who don't have a choice about how they become, how they are, versus people they might not have had a choice, but it happened to them. So it's literally the difference between people being born different and people being born similar, but then winning a lottery, if you will, if you want to call it that, you know? It's like you get bit by spider gamma rays, or you have a bunch of money and then you can buy a fucking suit. Like, it's like, I, I think that there's less, you know, there's nothing unknown like, about oh, that other than what they Armani get. Suit? Salvatore Argami yeah. shoes? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the other people, like they were born in a way that nobody understood. So I think that's really what the, the delineation there is. But honestly, I think, you know, with Occam's razor in mind, simplest answer is the most straightforward answer. It simply comes down to the writers that you got people who've been writing comics for 15, 20, 30, 40 years, and they don't always talk to each other. And they probably just let that little initial impetus for why they made the comic come up just sort of slip through the cracks. I understand what you're saying. And it's, and it really does, uh, it's obviously back in the day, it was a brilliant social commentary but 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 like i said nowadays i just feel like it's it really is lazy on like the part like they're after all this time you would think that they would come up with a better reason something that you know, you know like are they but, still that way is that are you is that so i'm just trying to circle around here so you're saying are the x-men when they come up still portrayed in that way is that what you're saying the a lot of the public still hates the x-men in that, which that is, in like in the comics that are currently coming out for correct. the x-men my understanding, and it has been a few years since I read them, but a lot of the public still hates the X-Men because they were born different. And like I said, it's even nowadays, and, and Lord knows this is not a social issue show, but but I mean, it, like it is an important commentary even to talk about nowadays. But once again, it just seems like it, it seems like there's something better that the writers could possibly do now to to make it more modern that said i have no idea what they could do which is why i'm not a marvel writer <laughs> so so i mean you, you know it's like you know it, it's it's not like um i'm offering any suggestions here but i do think it is a little bit hypocritical i do find it to be a double standard what do you think chris well it sounds very deep i mean the conversation between you know uh art and Al and you guys and what do you think about that and I'm going to put a little perspective on this that uh, I agree with everything you guys said and also um, I like Logan the movie that was great and Deadpool was my favorite 
<laughs> wow, such a thoughtful <laughs> response. That was uh, that was really deep, really, really deep. Very good. Great. I like the movie. I like that. That Deadpool makes me laugh. I like that. Mentioned mutant Marvel mutant movies. That was very good. Yes, <laughs> you could have mentioned MCU, the, the Avengers, or whatever, but you said Logan and Deadpool, they're both mutants. And well, what no love for Deadpool, too? Only like, uh, what Deadpool about 2? Deadpool, the PG 13 version for Christmas with Fred Savage? I don't like that. Wait, oh, yeah. oh, that's that's a I never saw that one, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I see. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry to keep it lighthearted because you know I'm not a big comic book guy, but I do understand the the you know w w what you're saying, and I didn't know the civil rights is where it started with the, the X Men, I didn't know that it started in the 60s, I didn't know it was that old, so it does make a lot of sense that you know they just filtered a lot of that stuff in there and and once you go down that path, I guess, and you do so many comic books and, 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 and you know, the storyline has lined up uh, with that so far, how do you change it? How do you change it? And that you don't, and that's why they're not. Um, that's what I personally think. I think how, how would you change it and keep the story that's been getting people to read it all these years, you know, 40, 50 years, whatever it is, you're gonna, you're gonna change that now? Now you can't, you've gone down that road and you have to keep it that way. Um, and that's you got to keep people hating the mutants. You just have to keep it that way because without that, you know, it, it just it, it wouldn't be a story anymore. Here's what I got damned. He accidentally he accidentally made a valid point. Here's what I feel is a good analogy. So the public as a whole to the X Men at large is equivalent, in my opinion, to J. Jonah Jameson with Spider Man. So you have the public who deeply distrust the x-men for the way that they are and with spider-man you really the only person other than the villains who has doubts about him is jameson so it's like you know once again i don't understand why there's not why if the earth's population has an issue with the x-men why they don't also have an issue with spider-man much like J. Jonah jameson because Spider-Man has fun quips and comments. True. And uh, the X-Men are so goddamn severe. And, and Logan has calls coming out of his hand. Tommy McGuire is the only Spider-Man that matters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Dave. How would you score this one? Um, negative points for... Well, actually, I should give positive points for Chris's pajama pants. Those are pretty cool. Wait, Chris. <laughs> Chris, stand up. Let me see them again. Oh, yeah. They're, 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 yeah, yeah they're, oh, look uh, at those. The Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, That's down. great. Ravens are the playoffs, man. Yeah, let's go Ravens. Um, when, when this episode airs, they perhaps they'll be Super Bowl champions. All perhaps they will, or they would have lost and yet. you'll have COVID. Could be. <laughs> So a little bit of history for everybody. Uh, X-Men actually debuted with an Iron Man comic uh, in July 1963. They oh, have 63. their own comic starting in September of 1963. So they started out together. And uh, so I'll give 63 points to Chris for those awesome pants. But not 69 pants. Relax. points. It's funny, I knew nothing about comics. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Comic Con again, Al. Let me know when you do it again in a couple years. Yeah, you want to have a fun? You want to have a fun time, Chris? You got to go to the real Comic Con. Let's go to Comic Con, hon. 
Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I got to admit, I really had a great time. I didn't think I would. And I, I want to go down there and hang out with all them nerds and things. No, it's not even like that. <laughs> Cosplayers too. That's always fun. Yeah, I disagree. All the hot women. <laughs> and uh, and it was good times, Dave. Yes, like I said. And the hot guys. And for you, that would Crickets. be good too. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Al, it's on you, buddy. Okay, uh, yeah, this is a very creative question. I guess in the the realm of uh, the fantasy question. Um, last time I was on. Did you say fantasy question? It's similar to a fantasy question. Kind of fantasy. <laughs> the music, oh my god. <laughs> I, I, so uh, you are a um, film producer and you're going to make your dream movie project. You can cast whatever actors or actresses you want, whatever directors, or if you want to direct yourself or star yourself. What would the genre be? You know, um, who would star? What would the general plot be? What would be an original idea? What would be a remake? And you have an unlimited budget to make whatever movie you want. So um, I'd like to pass off to someone else to start. No, you can't get no, to no, no, like, Chris, Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would love to see my favorite fandom, Star Wars, in an R-rated version. And that's never been done before. Um, I know Quentin Tarantino was toying with the idea of a Star Trek, rated R Star Trek. I would like a rated R Star Wars movie. Um, and um, I would like to, you know, obviously as a producer, um, I would like to number one cast names that would be a draw, but I'll be also casting my friends like Art Hall uh, in the film. Of course, he doesn't even have to audition. He's already in. <laughs> Oh, oh, wrong one. That's very nice. You're going to put him in as, as a stormtrooper with a but, helmet over him, right? <laughs> hey, I, at, this, at this point, this is the only way I'm going to get a job. Anybody yeah, listening who casts, cast And me. Uh, I would like my favorite actor who's never done a genre type of film, Leonardo DiCaprio, used to lead this film. Um, he's, he's turned down. Um, he actually was supposed to be Anakin's, or he was in the running for Anakin Skywalker in the original trilogy. I'm sorry, the original prequels. That's uh, Attack of the Clones, um, and Revenge of the Sith, uh, The For Force Awakens. No, The Force Awakens is the newest film. Uh, whatever the first one. Ah, Phantom Menace. That was the first one. <clears throat> so he actually was originally tagged to be that in those film, in films. But I'd like to twist it around. Leonardo DiCaprio starring role. I love the chemistry of him and Margot Robbie um, to be leads. Um, I will uh, be that uh, splash of color in the film. A little uh, splash of color, um, and uh, this will this will have to be <laughs> this will have to be directed by somebody that knows Star Wars very well, um, and who's proven just very recently that he can um, make an amazing Star Wars product, and that's uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Um, they will be producing this film. I'd like Art to play a bounty hunter. Um, <laughs> Would it be Boba Fett? Is that who I'm playing? <laughs> and I'd like to have. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Hey! The rated R film. I'd like to have nude Twi'leks. Twi'leks were the, the long tentacles. Well, Joe's got a thing for Twi'leks. We already talked about that. He's got a heart on for um, them. You know, we're in Jabba's palace. I want to do a nude scene with Twi'leks in this rated R Star Wars. Hey, can I play Jabba? <laughs>
Oh, yeah. What does Jabba say again? Is it Misa Husa? Wait, it's Jar Jar. Misa Horny. I'm kidding. I'm and kidding. The timeline, <laughs> the timeline can be after um, the original trilogy because the sequel uh, trilogy that we got with The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and um, Last Skywalker were very, weren't as well received as they should have been. So that's the time. All right. So it would have to be Jabba's twin brother. Yes. Yes. And he has a mustache. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just Spoiler sure. alert. <laughs> um, and of course, a lot of the returning favorites um, that you know and love so well. However, Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie in the lead roles. Um, Art Hall supporting, Al Soda supporting. Um, and uh, everybody that I don't like uh, can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Hey! That's my dream film. Oh boy. Um, so I would have to go. Um, I'd be careful how much I talk about this topic because of arts sensitivities here, but I, I would love to see a Red Dead Redemption movie or TV series. Hey, actually, you know what? No, here, if you talk about Red Dead 1, if you talk about anything involving John Marston, that's totally fine. Well, actually, in my fan casting, uh, back when back when we were both younger and better looking. Oh, yes. I, huh? I said, oh, I, yes. I, 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 would, <laughs> I would actually have, have you play like a role of John Marston. Oh, I could totally, if I had a wig. Just so <laughs> I could, just so I could play, and hopefully this isn't saying too much that piece of shit micah oh so, uh, micah's always been a piece of shit yeah oh he's he's a real piece of shit yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's all i got i didn't and like him I, in the first one i don't like him in the second one so far no update for you no micah's not micah's not in the first red dead redemption he wasn't in the first one no it was hard to remember who was in the first one no, I can tell you, I'm halfway through the story now. Joe. So that's your Red Dead Redemption update. I am 50% through story. Joe? Mike is a piece of shit. That's all I'll say. Uh, I never liked anything he's done so far. So. And I would have to say that if I were to cast Dutch Vanderland, and actually both of my answers, uh, because at first I was thinking Green Lantern, like to see a Green Lantern movie done, done right, just because I love all the Green Lanterns, uh, Guy Gardner, uh, John Stewart, um, Kyle Rayner, um, Guy Gardner. I would want to see Nathan Fillion as Hal Jordan, uh, but I would also like to see Nathan as Dutch Vanderland. So it's uh, I'm I'm just a big fan of Dutch or excuse me of Nathan Fillion. So uh, and even at his advanced age, or is this a full, you know, whiteboard of we can pick people who are dead or alive? in any age or is it like literally right now nathan fillion's not that old he's gotten old man have did you well, see did you see him in um have you seen him in um what's it called um with the rookie no i haven't i didn't see that one no i was talking about the catalina diet when it was on netflix i never even heard of it it's just like he just looked like older you know it's just like I, I, he just seemed different than the guy i remember on firefly guy gardner is an older green lantern so it okay worked. well i don't know i don't know Dutch vanderland is not exactly a spring chicken in red dead redemption yeah. one and two so i mean you know yeah, i'd like to stick with the actors that are alive that's okay because if it theoretically happens and 
Well, so much for me picking all the silent era goodies. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Uh, what's your choice here? Well, uh, mine's a little interesting. Um, I think I know what you're going to say, aren't you? No, no, you you probably don't. Because, money shot um, too. He was going to say, no, I'd want to make the money shot, but <laughs> right, with other people and well. I don't think there's any Ryan Reynolds as Eddie. You, 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 you can't. You know, you you can you can polish up a piece of shit, but it's still a piece of shit art. <laughs> like, you can't make that nice. Um, oh, no, I, I business recently, partner, everybody. Uh, <laughs> recently, I've, I've I've been doing like a lot of research on um, uh, casinos and things like that. And one of the reasons I'm doing that is, you know, there's never been a time where you have casinos uh, in every single state. And pretty much in every single city and everywhere, and gambling is just becoming uh, an underlying part of normal life, and that's very, very scary. But because of that, it was re relating to a lot of people. There are a certain few individuals in the early '80s to the mid '90s who were able to actually go into casinos and actually uh, uh, rob the slot machines. And they did this for millions and millions and millions of dollars. And it is not really talked about. And I would love to do a movie satiring like one of their lives um, and how they were able to pull this off. Because these guys underlyingly live the life of fucking movie stars, rock stars, like whatever you want. They had cars, they had women, they had whatever you wanted. They lived that rock star life. And they all did it like, you know, like they went in the casinos and ripped off the casino, which rips off the general public, you know, so they actually robbed from the robbers. And this is after the mafia era of Vegas. So they weren't, you know, they weren't getting like, you know, killed and things like that. This is after the corporations took over. That's when they were doing it. Like I said, in the, in the early 80s through the mid 90s. So I would love to do something like that. Um, I think that that would be a really interesting movie. I would have to have Martin Scorsese direct that uh, just because of the way he does movies yes. like that. I love the Salt of Irishman and any of his other movies. He does great epic type of movies like that. And of course, it would only be us who would be cast in it. It would be me, Al, Art, Joe, and Dave. And we would be the crew going into the casinos. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, we would have whatever Hollywood Scarlet's as the strippers that would be our wives, because that's exactly what <laughs> would you pick? It's a really good thing that, that Yaz doesn't listen to this show, and neither does Sarah. And actually, I think Ashley's dropped off as well. So I think we're all good. Okay. Well, I mean, that would just, but, but I'm talking about the, the people in the movie, not us personally. Of course. Yes. Of course. Of course you are. <laughs> so I, I kind of, I love, I love movies like that. And I've, I've watched, you know, a lot of movies like that. And I think that that would be a movie that would be one of those, you know, uh, like Reservoir Dogs and movies like that. It, it would be something like that in relation to ripping off casinos, but not like Ocean's Eleven, like the real way people used to do it. You know, going in slot machines, hitting them for a thousand a day, two thousand a day. All of a sudden, it builds up. You got five guys hitting five, six casinos at ten grand a day. You know, it, 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 that's how they did it, and they did it for years. So it's pretty amazing that story. So I would What's love the title, to do Chris? something. Like that. I, What's huh? the, title the title? Oh man, I don't even know. I'd have to think about that. If I can make a recommendation, I think that Joe Pesci has to have a role in the movie. Well, he'd have to be like a casino owner or something like that. I don't know. Well, I mean, you, you stick him in like, as like the old casino guard who just sits there in the corner smoking cigarettes with I, his big glasses watching everybody. You got to have him. And, and you, know who I, you know who I think you got to have in that too somewhere along the way? 
a forgotten name who was a great actor, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> you yeah, no, Mickey like Rourke's good. Or something like you gotta have him somewhere. Unfortunately, like, I, I, I feel bad because Mickey Rourke's been going by the way of uh, Bruce Willis, a la Jenny Trejo, where they're just doing shit for a paycheck now. Works in our favor. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I think we still so have to get to art as well, don't yeah. we? Yeah. We do. Uh, I'll be fairly quick. So I, um, I, uh, to those who know, I'm, it's no secret that I'm an avid fan of any and all things Cthulhu related. And in my opinion, I don't think they've ever done an honest to God, good rendition of anything within the Cthulhu mythos. In the Mouth of Madness. That movie hasn't come out. Oh, 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 sorry. Sorry. That's the Mountain of Madness. Mouth of Madness was, that was, that was Lovecraftian. That wasn't Cthulhu pretty fucking close mouth of madness was great that's sam neill yeah yep yeah that's a great movie that gets the tone of it but it's not cthulhu and i'm so i'm speaking specifically about the elder god cthulhu the almighty ancient one and there was they were close and Gil, guillermo del toro was helping shepherd a adaptation of another hp lovecraft story at the mountains of madness and that has been stuck in development hell for about a decade or so and it doesn't look like it's going to get done because at the time they wanted Tom Cruise to play the lead, but to do the story justice has to be rated R and they're not going to spend a hundred million dollars on a rated R film. Maybe they will now after Deadpool and things, but who knows? So that being said, I don't know. There's no specific story, but I would love to see any like uh, an original screenplay taken with that tonality of mouth of madness and the, the mythos of Cthulhu and made and I could say right off the bat, some of the actors I would love to have in it would be Tom Hardy because he's just one of the most amazing people. Chiwetel Ejiofor, um, he's just so fucking versatile. And uh, Carrie Mulligan would be, I don't know, who, again, I don't know who these characters would be, but these are just actors I highly respect. Um, and it would just be great to see with today's technology, special effects and the abilities we have now because any Cthulhu-esque movies were made pre-2010. So any special effects are going to be hokey, stupid, right. and awful. Absolutely. So I think it would be pretty badass to see that. And if that's just too much to ask, then you know what? Just make At the Mountains of Madness. And you know what? Throw someone, anyone other than Tom Cruise in the lead. Anybody. Nathan Fillion. Art, will you be in this film? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'd have to see what the parts are, and I have to talk to my agent. <laughs> How would you score this, Dave? Um... I don't know if I can say this without our Zoom cutting off. Fuck Disney. I want a rated R Star Wars. So, yeah. I have no sound effect right off the bat that I was going to try to play. I was like, wait, where's the losers? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and now we've just been disconnected. Just kidding. I would love to see a rated R Star Wars film. Huzzah! Uh, I guess 78 points for Al. <laughs> and a rated X. Wow, Al right. is winning. That's like two in a row. Let's see. Let's see. Which leaves us with you, Art. What's your topic? Sorry, I'm actually kicking in. I can see it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all kicking in. I want to put up the greatest three-way fight ever. Oh, wow. The Beatles versus the Stones versus Oasis. 
Who is it? Oasis! Oasis! <laughs> okay, we're not going to get into that joke because nobody fucking gets it except the three of us who are a bunch of teenage asshats. I was, was actually kidding. listening to Oasis the other day on the way home from work. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to bring up, I mean, you know, Oasis was sort of a half joke, but feel free to use them in this discussion because at one time, one of the lead singer, the lead singer, I think it was like, I always get the brothers mixed up. Noel and who was the other guy? Liam. Liam, yeah, I think, was the dick hole, right? Was he the one who's the lead they're singer? Both dicks. They're but both like dicks. Liam is like, we're bigger than the Beatles or something like that. So yeah, because yeah. he said that. So what I want to uh, say he, is he, I, I, he shouldn't have said that. But, I know. But, but you got these two <laughs> bands, the Beatles and the Stones from fairly close eras. And they both are British or, or from the UK, right, Dave? Yes. So they are also very disparate and different in their music. Right. So... This isn't necessary. I mean, I'm not trying to say who's a winner here, but you know, let's talk about what the merits are of each and or of one over the other. And then if you feel like going for Team Oasis, then you can certainly fucking, you know, throw down the flag and do that. Um, <laughs> now, you know, for me, I, I was I grew up listening to the 60s music with because my dad's an older guy and I always just listened to that in the car. But I always found myself more interested by the Stones music than the oh, Beatles God. music. I did because the Beatles at least had some sort of sense of what, when they say rock, they actually had some rock. Now it's funny to me now that's a different topic for another day about what rock is because rock quote unquote from the sixties and seventies, it wasn't until the seventies that rock actually sounded like fucking rock. Yeah. Um, the sixties, when they said you're a rock and roll band, it was a goddamn joke by my opinion. Like you sounded like you're doing some fucking alt happy shit and you're not rocking out. That being said, I will say the Beatles, they definitely, definitely know how to write music and they make great music. I just found it to be less interesting than the Stones did because I wanted something with some life and oomph. While the Beatles, I guess what I'd say is at the time, the Stones sounded a little bit PG-13 and the Beatles sounded adamantly G with maybe the occasional PG. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, as I don't know, I just, I, it's like, I speak almost in like a sort of weird borderline autistic way of like, I, I speak and feel things in textures. So it's like the texture of a Rolling Stones song had a little bit more grab to me than a Beatles song did. But yeah. that's not to say that they're better and the other ones are shit. They're both great. Just saying that for this particular listener, I just found myself gravitating towards the Stones more. Joe, well, it, it looks like you definitely I'll say it. I'll say it. The, the Beatles are better, infinitely better. I, I Define they, why and how. The only yeah. way that the Stones win is if it's a battle be, between living members. That's the only way. It's, it, it, the Stones are one of, if not the most overrated bands in music history every day they have one good song paint it black that's it start me up satisfaction ruby tuesday that's what i see these are all i'm hearing though joe in yeah. the interest of good discussion is all i'm hearing is opinions and i'm not hearing yeah. anything as evidentiary to back it up like what definitively can prove that a beatles song is better than my ears your ears you can't even fucking talk joe you can't even pronounce <laughs> words how good is your fucking ears working <laughs> it's it's like it's 
it's no comparison. Like the the Beatles were were doing so much outlandish shit, you know, created multiple genres. Like, I mean, every album was different. And that's not to say that I love every, every, every single song out there that, that was ever created by McCartney, Lennon, Harrison and Starr. But I mean, it's like it was just it was brilliant. A, a lot of stuff was brilliant. But Stones gave us satisfaction and start me up. It's like, you know, I don't get it. What's the hooks with those songs? It's like, it's the, the Stones are, m- or m- are more well known because with the exception of what one of the guys, they're all still alive. There, I said it. Uh, Go ahead, Al. It looks like it looks somebody like- Somebody else, anybody else, yeah. You're about the... You want me to... Or perhaps that uh, was an R who made that sound, but go ahead. Oh, I didn't make any sound, no. Okay. No, go ahead, Al. Okay. Um, I agree with Joe. I agree with Joe. Um, I think the the Beatles have just been more influential over the years. Um, their songwriting, their musicality, I think the, the word that sets the, the, the major difference between both bands is the musicality of the Beatles. Um, if anyone's seen the... Um, that movie um where um an indian yesterday wakes up called yes yes and the beatles did not exist um basically the the beatles transcend uh space and time (laughs) basically so uh uh, i think that that was a fairly um you know strangely accurate in a weird way but i just feel the overall influence the beatles have um in a lot of music today um and they're just their catalog of songs is just yeah. it's just so much more than 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 the stones the stones are great and maybe they have the equivalent number of songs but i think if we're going to name just iconic beatles songs you know we can just go on on let it be eleanor rigby you know um just keep just go down the list um yesterday um and uh you're gonna, you're gonna uh, probably um, mo- most people will probably say they know more Beatles songs uh, than uh, Rolling Stones songs. Um, Rolling Stones are very talented. I won't bury them. I definitely won't bury them. But uh, I, I definitely would put the Beatles uh, at a, f- give them a lot more stock than I would. Uh, but to be fair, I'm, I'm also burying them. You, you know, just to, just to build up. Like the conversation here. <laughs> wrestling, brain. I was gonna say that's the wrestling in Joe right there. But yes, they are not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say, Chris? Well, I oh, think that the, the, <laughs> no, I think that the Beatles. Now, listen, you got to take your personal preferences out of it, okay? Obviously, Joe. You, you 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 love the Beatles and you 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 like some of the Stones, but you like the Beatles and that's who you like and that's fine. And there's a very it's a very biased um, question because of what sound you like better because the sounds are different. They're both groundbreaking in their own way, but they're both different sounds. So you you either have to you know now personally me personally I like the sounds of the Rolling Stones better than the Beatles, but do I think the Beatles paved more ground? 
uh, as far as uh, opening up different, like you said, multiple genres and opening up different sounds and, and, and paving the way for different type of music to be made and, and really paving the way for what the, maybe the definition of rock and roll really is. I would say the Beatles did that. Do I like the Beatles sound better than the Rolling Stones sound? No, I don't. I think the Rolling Stones sound is more raw. It's more wild. It's different. I, I, you know, the Beatles are more structured, you know, and, and I just think that, you know, that's, that's a personal opinion. But who is the better band? I don't think that's a fair question. Who's the answer? Your answer is Oasis, right? Well, Oasis is the best. I mean, we know that already. I mean, come on. Yeah. Have you listened to their catalog? It's unbelievable. You're but not but, but no, I really think that the Beatles may have paved the way and, and overall they were a more influential band. Who's the better band is in the ear of the beholder. And right. that's not a fair question. Can't we make this a battle be between the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, and the Dave Clark Five? Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I have to say from um, one of the... Uh, what. Uh, <laughs> What I have to say is arguably one of the greatest songwriters living what about today. Herman's Hermits? This <laughs> Herman's Hermits. Herman's Hermits. From one of the greatest living songwriters, of course, from the Beatles. I just want to share this little bit, which we are all familiar with, from Mr. McCartney. Yeah, just wait, Joe. You're going to love this one. If you love the Beatles, you're going to love the shit out of this. I'll say after after the, after the Beatles... Yeah, Meet Free Monday! What's that? Sorry, what's that, Joe? I don't hear anything. I think Art's freezing up. Art's freezing up. <laughs> Art's freezing up. Oh, well, luckily... I think I'm actually streaming. <laughs> got Pornhub on the other. Stop streaming well, the videos. Art. I did stream. You can tell that he's luckily. trying to talk because it highlights on his name. God damn it! Yeah. Just shut up. You know, as his video froze, I can see every strand of hair by his ear there. Do you see that? <laughs> well, it's I can see this. But it is that getting I'm, thick. That's good. I'm very curious. <laughs> how that's going to sound when I try to edit this later. Um, that's either going to be perfectly fine because all the audio was great, or there's going to be a giant clusterfuck there. But anyway, Meat Free Monday is a terrible piece of garbage. I don't know what happened to Paul uh, McCartney. I think he just got old. That's all. So, you know. When did he make that song? I don't know, like 10 years ago. Yeah, well, that, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. You it's, not the Beatles, right? it's not the Beatles, it's just Paul McCartney. <laughs> all right personal opinions here uh we're talking british rock bands i would put also led zeppelin and queen above the rolling stones fair enough uh those are different eras though entirely different uh, the, they started like almost 10 15 years after yeah them. queen started way after and queen and was 1970 like, uh led zeppelin argue, 1968 yeah. I would argue that Queen was actually a better band than the Beatles. I think, yes. Well, I, I, I would say musically, as far as how composition was, yeah. then, I mean, you know, but then again, I'm operating off of the, uh, the, the, um, <laughs> the bibliography and encyclopedia that was the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, which I'm sure is 100% accurate in every way. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. There's nothing. Uh, yeah. There's nothing that wasn't accurate. In that movie. 
How would you score this, Dave? Um, it's hard to score. All opinion. So I'm going to agree with Chris. Thank no, you. Nothing to score. No points for anybody. We're all losers. That's just Benny Hilton. Benny Hilton. Actually, actually, Art. Art, you, you would be excited to know that The Great Gatsby has just recently entered the public domain. Ooh, we can so, try to do Boz Lerman's movie again. <laughs> but Chris has to play Gra- Gatsby. Of course he does. Look at that. <laughs> as, he, as he sips his scotch. <laughs> or whiskey or whatever that. 17 years. God bless it. All right. So, Al, Chris, do either of you have something you'd like to plug? Al, you start off? Yes, uh, belowthebeltshow.com. Uh, still still doing belowthebeltshow.com. Uh, check it out. My podcast, um, Entertainment Pop Culture Talk. Uh, we are featuring um, actor Jacob Bertrand, who plays Hawk in Cobra Kai. Um, just uh, recorded that interview earlier today. He looks so much my- older in real life. The Incredible Hulk is in Cobra Kai. Awesome. That's good. If any of you have seen Cobra Kai, highly recommend it. It's a great show. But yes, lowbeltshow.com on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, now on Amazon. Very nice. How about you, Chris? Is there anything you'd like to plug? I'm okay. I think uh, just want to plug this great show that you guys have made me a part of. That was disappointing, and that was disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, Chris, I think you have something else you want to plug, which is a film that you were in that oh. should be coming out later this year. Oh snap! Really? Yeah. Let's hear a little bit. Oh, here's the accent. Okay. So what did he want? He wanted you to drive his ashes cross country to Los Angeles. To recreate the trip that you and him took back in 2007. Heavy stuff there, Chris. Heavy stuff. I want to hear the Baltimore accent, though. Would you like to talk a little bit about that film, Chris? <laughs> is, that, is that actually going to come out? Hopefully. Are we actually doing this? <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, this is like, not going as I haven't hope, we Chris. learned from the past mistakes god damn it Chris part? way to fucking play ball Jesus fucking Christ so can full of ashes I would like to plug that movie <laughs> yes say that again without me putting a drop underneath of you so, so can full of ashes I would like to say uh, a, a film that is groundbreaking <clears throat> uh, it really really hits the heart it, it, it really does, you know, tie into what a lot of people are feeling right now with the loss. And I think that uh, A Can Full of Ashes will be the movie that does make you feel good about what's happening right now in the world. Wow. Hi, aren't you that guy everybody hates? Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, there we go. We got nothing else. <laughs> Joe, do you have anything you'd like to share before uh, your eminent COVID demise? I mean, uh, dis- uh, you know, uh, whatever. <laughs> recovery, recovery. Recovery, yes. If anyone out there is listening, help. That's all I got. They're not going to come. They're going to get COVID if they help you, Joe. They're not coming. <laughs> if you're going to help Joe, make sure you suit up and, uh, you know, tie back all the way. And uh, yeah, Dave, anything? Absolutely not. Cool. All right.
Well then, uh, we're out. I got the blues. I got the blues. I've got the alcoholic. No more beer. No more beer. My heart to cheer. Goodbye with you. Oh, that was disappointing. Oh, that was. Ugh. Oh. 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 Oh.